Oh, we're recording anyway. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Very well. Yourself? I'm very good. I've got a beer in my hand. What do you have? Um, let's not mention it because I'm not really enjoying it. Oh, okay. Are you enjoying your beer? Love it. Okay. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the uh, Hawker's Pilsner, which is their brew of the week. They seem to be churning one out um, a week. And mm. This is fantastic. Pretty classic. Uh, st- of the style, it's not like really new world or anything, but it tastes great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that when I had it earlier as well. Uh, we should bring our guest in, Fraze, Fraze from Exit Brewing. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for uh, taking the time to have a chat. No, thank you to, for taking the did time. Did we mention chat. where we were? Oh, we did not mention no, where we okay. were. Go. Uh, we're <laughs> recording live from the uh, Good Beer Week showcase, um, which is the launch of the program of Good Beer Week. Yep. Um, and just a little bit of a sample of uh, things to come with some brewers from around the country. Mm. And this is a sample of some brewers. Hopefully we're going to chat to two or three along the way. Um, the first one being Phrase from Exit. So what have you guys got going on for Good Beer Week? Yeah, I think, well, we got um, probably our major event is we've got um, an event at uh, Slow Beer in Richmond um, where we're taking over basically the four taps, but we're doing four one-off kegs. Um, from brewed down at our uh, pilot system, if you like, down in uh, Seaford. So that should be good. We pretty much know, I think, what three of the beers are going to be. We've still got to make up something interesting for the fourth one. But do we get so. the exclusive phrase? Oh, I can give you, yeah, I can give you a hint. But I'll, this is, of course, on the proviso that subject we to change. Can, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> subject to change. Yeah, we'll probably do a raspberry saison, um, a. Golden Ale brewed with cider yeast, um, an Imperial Coffee Stout, and one other. One other, cool. So, right. yeah. That sounds pretty fun. Um, Imperial Coffee Stout, that's a lot bigger than the beers you've brewed currently. So you've had six beers so far, two of them Saisons. Um and they're all sort of uh, five, six, seven percent. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the two, the two saisons were six point two percent. As was the IPA. Uh, the amber was five point six. The milk stout five point two, and the Scotch ale was a bit stronger at seven and a half percent. So cool. So Imperial, are you going to ramp that up? Yeah, we think we'll. Um, we, we all of a sudden we seem to be crushing the efficiency level out at uh, Seaford now. So we actually we brewed a Imperial stout last or about two weeks ago now, which actually looks like it's going to be about somewhere between 10 and 12%. So, um, yeah, we should be able to get a pretty decent uh, uh, oomph of alcohol, I guess, out of that. So, Now, you guys are still fairly new on the scene. Um, you're having your first birthday. Um, how's it going? Yeah, look, it's great. Uh, it's um, Yeah, we're, we're due for our first birthday uh, start of April. Look, it's been great. I mean, we've got one tank out at Cavalier, so we're still obviously very small. We're still learning the caper. Um, we pretty much still do everything ourselves, although we've got a little bit of uh, distribution into uh, New South Wales and Tassie now, so we've got somebody looking after us there, which has been great. But, yeah, it's look, it's been very much a year of uh, fact-finding and learning the industry for us. You know, we, we knew nothing before we got into it, so actually um, sort of having this time, and I guess one of the great uh, positives about being at the level we are um, – at the size, we can pretty much do everything ourselves. So we, we 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 kind of look at this year almost as a university course, if you like, a fast track course in commercial brewing. So mm. if we cover off everything, we kind of learn it. So. Pretty good support around you as well at Cavalier. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Hendo, 
has been absolutely fantastic for us. Um, and the Kaiju guys, Nat and Callum, have been awesome. As you know, Sean from Killer Sprocket as well. So having those guys um, that'll you know always help you out and can bounce things off have of, of just been terrific. So. That's yeah. great. So you mentioned that you're going into Tassie in New South Wales. Uh, when when did that happen? Uh, just before Christmas, we sort okay. of um, got into uh, got into there. We just managed to, oh, I guess, just have a chat to um, a guy by the name of uh, Brad Flowers from Hops and More, who's uh, in there, and uh, he sort of offered to take on uh, our beers for us in there. And so, so been selling quite a bit in uh, in Sydney and. Uh, also some down in Tassie now, so it's great because we want our beers to get out to as many people as possible. So, it's uh, yeah, that's been a huge, huge step for us and big, big positive. That's so. fantastic. What's the response been like so far? Um, it's, it's, look, it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, um, <laughs> I, mean I, I kind of feel guilty because we haven't really spent much time um, up in Sydney, um, yet Brad's been just selling an awful lot of our beers there. Uh, the amber that we did has been very, very popular over there um, to the point where I think we've basically hardly got any amber beer left anywhere. Um, and, yeah, most, most of the other stuff, we're, we're kind of now, I guess, we're at the point where we've got to go, actually, we need to brew some more beer so we can actually sell it because we're actually running it out, running out of it, and I have to actually drink other people's beer now. So Can't it's, believe uh, it. It's a, it's a pretty good position to be in, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's much better than just having a warehouse full of pallets of beer sitting there where you're going, well, I guess if no one buys this, well, we'll be, we'll be okay for the next few years anyway. So, <laughs> um, Before we spoke, um, and it comes back to the reception, um, you mentioned you were following scores on Tapped, I think. Do you, uh, do you keep a close eye on those? I try not to um, because it's uh, – I mean, I look at them when they sort of come up. People will post them and that on Twitter and everything. And a lot of it is just an interest thing. But look, I think the the ratings thing, a bit it's fine. Look, it, a lot of it is about opinions, you know, and just and, – and people have different palates. So I think it's – it's great if, if people uh, really like our beers and, and obviously we really want them to, um, that's great. Um, if not, well, that's fine. If they've got a valid reason why they don't particularly like a beer, then that's fine. My palate's no better than anybody else's. That's the way I look at it. So, yeah. It's... Um yeah, if I was a brewer, I would not go near untapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Grum, um, I try to keep Grum, who obviously I brew with... Um, Keeping him away from untapped is, uh, <laughs> is 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 difficult at times, you know, kind of thing. He'll you know he'll call me and say, "Oh, have you seen untapped and such and <laughs> so so and so's you know reviewed and given us this and that." Dude, just keep away. That's their opinion. So, That's fine. Someone who's sixteenth beer of the day and they've given one line. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read too much into that. Exactly. Or they don't like saisons and they give you saison. That, that that's it. You know, there's so many different styles of beer, so it's like yeah, it's it's kind of um, yeah, can't. Uh, can't do much about it, I guess. Um, now, there's two of you sort of involved in the in the exit operation. Is that full time for you guys, or are you still part time? Um, yeah. Well, look, I guess it's full time in that. Uh, well, we we neither of us do anything else now. I I did have a um, day job for most of last year, which is which is finished at the moment. I don't seem to have a lot of time to do anything else. Um, so I guess it's it's full time. Um, in the, in that and by that I mean basically seven days a week. But I think we're probably you know I'm certainly not going to not going to complain. I mean this is this is what we set out to do. So and starting our own business has always been um, certainly in the brewing thing. It's been something we wanted to do, and and I guess we're we're still learning all the time. So you you never 
you always there's you there's always something to do. You know, you never you never completely take a take a break and take a step back and go, oh, great, now I can just relax and you know the kind of thing. There's always something that triggers, or we've got to do that, or we have to do that, and so many different things of admin. The actual brewing of the beer, and I'm sure you guys have heard this plenty of times before. The actual brewing of the beer itself is just it seems like such a small part of it, mm. um, whereas all of the uh, the other factors involved in uh, sort of growing the the brand and the company and sort of speaking to people that's uh, that's a much bigger part. It's definitely what a lot of people say is uh, they learn that they have to actually sell the beer once they make it and they have to market it and they have to brand it. Um, you guys get quite a lot of praise for, for your branding. You know, it's really clean and it's something that as soon as you launched, I saw it and went, that's great. That's you know, really well done. The logo is, um, you know, stands out. It's unique. Um, was that sort of a clear directive for you guys to make sure that, that was clean and, and good? Abs- absolutely, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think... Um I think it was a, it was a classic one, uh, sitting down uh, in slow beer um, one time, just having a beer, as I occasionally do, and uh, looking at the walls of the the different bottles on the shelves. And we were sitting down, and I was chatting to friends and sort of saying, well, you know, we're talking about the different labels. And um, a lot of people saying, and, and, and as you guys know, there's, there's a lot of the labels are quite intricate, very arty, and, and will have a lot of you know fantastic designs and really really creative in that way um when we had a look at that and i'd I'd ask some of my friends and sort of say well okay yeah look they love you know label x if you like and that thought that was great and so i'd ask the question i said well who's the brewery you know that's on that and unless you actually went right up to the bottle if, if you weren't aware of what the label was unless you went right up you wouldn't know what that brewery was and i think that was one thing we thought look we're starting out no one knows who the hell we are, you know, kind of thing. So one thing we wanted to have was the name of the brewery very predominant on the label so that people could look at the bottle from a long way away and say, right, that's an exit beer, you know, mm. straight away. So that's definitely the thought behind that. I think that worked well because um, <clears throat> it's coming up to your first birthday and I remember at the uh, Gabs last year, I saw dotted around loads of exit T-shirts and it was noticeable. So... Um, you sort of can learn that label and then you know who the uh, brand is. And I saw it dotted everywhere there. So um, it was out in about mere months after you'd kicked off. That was first beer in, I think. You only had one going, didn't you? That, that's right, yeah. yeah I think uh, um, yeah, yeah, we probably, I think maybe the Scotch Ale was just okay. out as well, but it was literally only just out. I yeah, mean, okay. we, yeah, no, well, certainly the launch of Good Beer Week, we, we only had, Saison was the only thing that was out at that point in time. I think I think we probably packaged the Scotch Ale during Good Beer yeah, Week okay. last year, so. Hmm. Um, now I'm conscious of time and I, I'm conscious you need to probably get back and pour some beers. So thank you so much for your time um, and, and good luck for Good Beer Week and, and your first birthday and, and continuing your brand. And um, all things good beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate the time and, um, you know, keep doing the great work you guys do for craft beer. We, oh, we, we're just talking to You said it to all the pretty girls. <laughs> 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 thanks right, so guys. much, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Bye. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we've just grabbed Miro uh, from the Good Beer Week Committee. Do you have a title as part of the Good Beer Week Committee, or are you just a... I'm a co-founder. Co-founder? That's a good yeah. one, though, isn't it? That's a good it? one, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of non-committal, not too descript, but important enough that people pay attention. Nice. Yeah. 
Before we carry on, can I just get you to hold your microphone oh, yep. slightly up? Otherwise, cool. I'm going to have to have a pain in the ass editing everything. Yeah, right. Nice one. So, we've just had the launch of the Good Beer Week program. Mm-hmm. You are heavily involved in it. So, we thought we would try and get your insight into what we should be looking out for, um, what people, what you like about the program and... and all the all the gritty details, basically. Yeah, Just quickly, cool. first of all, before anything, it's equal parts program, equal parts weapon. This is a big program this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dense. Um, I think um, uh, each year we've been quite surprised with the thirst for events, and um, and so like the variety is always there. Like that's Melbourne. You know, no one wants to be the same as their neighbour, and they want to celebrate what they do and, and really care about how much of their personality they can put into their event and their venue. Um, but the yeah, the sheer weight of events is staggering each year. How many events off well, the top of your head? Well, this year, 250 events. Great. So we started with like 48, went to 100, 140, then 200. Uh, at each point you think, oh, like there, that, there's going to be a ceiling here. Um, but because of the variety of events, well, it doesn't seem like we've found it yet. Mm. You know, hey. I also think what you're doing is you're... Um Increasing the amount of great events. So, how many events did you deny this year? Oh, I, I'm. I think it's less about events that we deny. Or just didn't fit, really. Yeah, uh, there was there was a. Um, it's a funny aspect of programming, especially with dealing with 180 venues, is that um, with printing schedules and whatnot, uh, people are registering their events in October. Uh, and then putting the details in in December. And we all know that uh, that's the time of year that most venues are making the money that will get them through winter. It's a lot of hard work running a restaurant or a bar through winter and you've got to make sure that summer sings. So there are some venues and events, sorry, events that might fall away by the wayside because of people not having the time to sort of follow through on their event and make it happen. Like they sort of pitch an idea and... So there, there is, you know, there's quite a few of those. I think maybe, you know, just a bit more than a dozen. Um, but uh, generally speaking, um, we don't have too much trouble with events that, that, aren't, that don't fit the program. We have five sort of core values and if you don't fulfil three of them, then, uh, uh, then it's not really an event and we say thank you for your time and, and, and or, you know, we might help you create an event that is either celebrating the artisanal or food culture or, or the creative side of beer um, and we can help someone build that up and that's, that's kind of a service we offer. So we'd like to think that there's not too many people that want to be a part that miss out. In fact, close to zero. If it can be helped, sure. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I think beer is always should be inclusive. Mm-hmm. What's um, exciting about the program every year is I look through and there's venues that I haven't even heard of before around Melbourne and they're doing a really interesting event mm. and you sort of think, great, I'm going to head along to that. Um, you know, there's one in particular, it's a venue that I've heard of, but they're doing the um, beer that's beer cocktails to mimic a beer. You mentioned this yeah. earlier um, and that just kind of mm. blew me away is, is how clever that is um, and... Yeah, can you tell us about that event and, and what you know about it? Uh, yeah, um, I, well, I think first of all, if I could just talk, answer to the creative aspect yes. of it, um, and then I'll just bring up the details of the actual event. Um, um, but the, um, where are we? The concept of uh, creative and new events and showing people, like what you touched on there, like a venue that you weren't aware of before, mm. um, like a lot of inspiration at the very beginning of this came from, of, at least for me and my part, from what the comedy festival does. Mm. And apparently, 1986, Melbourne was a sleepy town 
and the comedy festival was a way of showing everyone the pubs that were just around the corner that were amazing and getting the word out and that's what we hope to do each year is show people things in their neighborhood uh, there's there's a uh, there's pubs well one of my favorite stories is to talk about the great northern uh, uh, and their first year being involved the great northern on Rathdown and Carlton mm. uh, being involved with good beer week and he didn't have a winter trade his winter trade was like his summer trade after good beer week and to have that impact of like his neighbors not even knowing that there was a great craft beer destination around the corner and then that flowing on to Mubru and they were doing an extra nine kegs a week there and so they're just watching that impact of discovery down the supply chain. Now, the venue we were talking about was... Oh, okay, the event, uh, Shaken Not Brewed. Um, the Everly is an amazing uh, venue uh, on, on Gertrude. Um, and uh, they've always been... They've got a, a big sort of... Uh, uh, a big part of their pedigree and, and education was from working in bars in New York and that love of the, the cocktail scene over there. And um, the team there... Uh, uh, very creative and very passionate about the history of cocktails and so what they're doing is they're bringing out uh, a selection of beers that, uh, well sorry, a selection of beverages that taste exactly like a classic beer without using any beer or beer ingredients. So um, I think Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is one of the all-time classics and they're going to try and recreate that in the glass in true cocktail barman flair like mad scientist meets Willy Wonka to recreate the Sierra Nevada it's a party. fantastic idea. Yeah, that event's a lock for me, and I only had one event that I wanted to lock in this year that I'll pick one, which I've picked already, which is the Jester King mm -hmm. 201. Oh, yes. Um, I'm a big fan of Jester King beers, and I'm really excited to, to get into some of theirs. And then I saw that one and went, well, it's now, a must now do, I've got two sure. events yeah. that I have to go to. Um, what this happens, doesn't it? Whenever you flick through the guide, there's just must-dos just come up left, right, and center. It's pretty crazy. Um, and you guys do a great job of, of getting those events that people like us that are, I don't know, I'm admittedly, admittedly pretty jaded by this point, and I go, damn, I want to go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I also yeah, yeah. just want to touch on something you mentioned earlier. Um, with that desire to uh, bring to the uh, into the spotlight venues people might not have thought about. I think you guys do a great job of that. The Great Northern's a good example. The other one from last year, mm. I'd never been to or really heard of the Catfish Hotel, and now it's like a staple. Mm. Yeah. So just that one event, that, that, sorry, the one venue, having a great series of events at uh, last year's uh, Good Beer Week, mm. it just turned into one of those venues that you always frequent and and they like you know they, they have an approach with their taps and their their menu like their, their their bottle list with all their large bottles that they have um that really um you know that you may not say that they are strictly this uh, just a craft beer destination they're just a great bar with 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 entertainment and all mm. the wonderful reasons why you go to a great little melbourne bar on gertrude street but then an amazing beer list behind it and i think that's uh really an important part of it i think um i don't think like, I love beer, and I think beer is the hero of all of this. But within the industry, uh, uh, it's not about, I don't think, beer being the rock star. Um, uh, I think beer is kind of like the atlas that lifts up a lot of this. And, and the very reason why we get to have events and the very reason why these bars get to pay their bills and their staff and the very, you know, is that the beer is supportive of these events and, and, and it can fit into any circumstance to uplift the business and be a part of it. Mm. And any time you, you invest in that and care about that, that love comes right back. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely that I now frequently want to go to just good bars that also have good beers, uh, mm. good beer, rather than going to a beer that has a bar that has good beer. Mm. If that makes sense. So there's some bars that I won't go to, even though I know they have great beer, 
I don't really guess what. I just don't like going there. It's not for me. I'll pick a bar that might be a little bit less exciting in terms of beer that I'm comfortable with. And that's the wonderful thing, like I suppose, or perhaps very cutting thing about Melbourne hospitality or hospitality in general. Uh, let's say we're talking about whiskey for a moment. I could come in, write down the names of all your whiskey bottles and set up a bar next door and buy all of those whiskey bottles. The same with the beers, the same with your wine list. Um, uh, I don't think a bar in this day and age is defined by, oh, geez, he's very good at purchasing or she's very good at purchasing beer. I think it comes down to the service mm. and the atmosphere that that bar creates. Mm. And a great bar, well, you know, like a great menu, you could, you know, uh, to steal a crafty pint quote, um, it's like having a menu, beautiful entrees, wonderful mains, and the desserts is just a selection of gelatos uh, that have been bought from the supermarket. Mm. You know, the, 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 we have these wonderful ranges of beverages, and now beer is is being treated like that in many great places now, and, and the service brings that across. So what are you most excited about, Mero, in the good beer, not in general, not in life, but in the program that you've got before you? Uh, I think, I think uh, the celebration of sour beer um, uh, a couple of years ago, we were lucky enough to have uh, Eric Ottaway over um, from the States. Uh, pretty, uh, um, I suppose, I, I'd call him uh, one of the brains trust of the, the, the beer industry in, in, in the States. And, and when he was asked about, you know, what's the next thing in beer? And he said, uh, uh, sour is the new bitter, um, you know. For years, a few years now, you go to a, a, a tasting and oh, let's try this IPA, their IPA. Oh, they've got a double IPA. Uh, you know, the last couple of years we've had uh, one or two sour events, and then three or four, and then we've got this headline event where we're going to have, um, uh, I suppose, the closest thing you could call to Belgian royalty, um, Brew versus Crew. So last year we had um, uh, 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 another great American from the same brewery, um, Garrett Oliver. Um, that could be accused of nepotism here. I work with those gentlemen. Uh, he, he headed up the Brew versus Crew and we took on 10 minutes by tractor and it was a very close fought fight, beer versus wine. This year, um, out of the new world, we go to the old world and we're going to have some heavyweights uh, from Belgian brewing history uh, go to Voudemont and, uh, and, and bring out what they call the Burgundies of Belgium and um, hopefully teach wine another lesson. So that's uh, Rodenbuck and Boone and Palm, is uh, that correct? As we understand it. Okay, cool. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. So there'll be representatives from each of those breweries. Yeah. Yes. That sounds uh, pretty fun. Yeah, and who's who the winery, by the way? Um, I don't selection. Because <laughs> like 10 minutes by tractor last year were a highlight. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely fantastic. Admittedly, they were pretty dominant in a lot of those dishes. Uh, I think um, for me, it was pretty even with that whole beer versus wine. But yeah. it's a really excellent choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, James Halliday, Winery of the Year, uh, Mornington Peninsulas, Kuyong, and Port Phillip Estate. So it's a heavy hitter. Yeah. They're not messing around. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you, you, I think the, the, the fellas coming over from Belgium, I don't think they want an easy fight. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, th- uh, some, some of the beers that those guys can bring with them as well is pretty scary um, when you look at what they have in barrels and, and tucked away. The, uh, Boone's uh, Marriage Parfait mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, I think, for anyone in that room that hasn't had a sour beer before, um, and if that beer rolls out on the table just itself, uh, will create a course and uh, change a few hearts and minds in a way that they can never go back on. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a shame that you know sour beers are becoming the the new bitter because 
Because you it's can't so stockpile all the beers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the really funny thing about uh, supply and demand. Um, um, you know, there, there's, there's, there is a talk out, people talk about all sorts of things as we grow and especially as beer gets more and more interest about, oh, well, but that's foreign and that's local and that's independent and that's so-and-so. And da, 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 da. Um, um, I think this is one of those areas where uh, I know a lot of the Belgian breweries, uh, we get as much as we can in Australia and it's never enough. Mm. And as it grows, that means more and more people like um, uh, what's going on with, with Feral, what's going on with Boat Rocker, who, mm. who play with fun sour beers. Uh, they will pr- have to produce more. Mm. Uh, and, and that demand is, is being spurred on by old world greats, but also uh, 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 responded to and played with by local breweries. And I think it's really healthy symbiotic relationship. And the, the one that we mentioned earlier, um, Jester King, they are basically mimicking what the Belgians are, Belgian, Belgians are doing in terms of spontaneous fermentation and, and coolship, which I don't think anyone's really explored in Australia yet, other mm. than a couple of experiments. So it's really interesting to see the a program that has literally the old and the new yeah. side by side. I think it's crucial. Um, I, uh, you know, they should never forget where you've come from. You know, I'm not saying any of us have come from Belgium, but you know, like the, that path of the beer has travelled. Mm. Uh, I think it's it's crucial and a constant source of inspiration. Mm. Um, uh, and the fact that we can present them. I mean, you know, we've always the, the name itself is Good Beer Week. It's not local beer week. It's not craft beer week. Uh, it's just a celebration of beer. And um, and the more well represented the whole picture can be, then the healthier we all are. That's mm. a good point. It's a good year for the geeks as well this year. Oh, <laughs> it, and it's funny like that. The pointy end of the triangle just gets more and more supported. Like the bigger the triangle gets, that that little pointy end just gets more and more dense with goodies. Mm. Of course it does. Well, they, they, was it first Good Beer Week the Canteon tasting happened? Second, one second, I think, yeah. yeah, which was crazy. Um, yeah. that was uh, the fufoon. That, uh, that was a. Uh, I don't think it had been in Australia before. I, yeah, was that a vintage? It was a vintage one. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy old. It was d- yeah. magnificent. Yeah, and, and it was really, really different as well. um, oh, per bottle. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, um, yeah. you know now we don't. We used to occasionally see the Lupeps and the Foo pop up on shelves briefly, but this year we didn't get either. Um, so people stop buying them, so I can get my hands on them. As yeah, well. That's basically what I'm yeah. trying to say here. Okay, so for the <laughs> last five minutes, we've been so much then we demand more. We demand more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah, but yeah. we're geeking out on sours again. That's yeah. happened. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse um, me. <laughs> the worst, yeah. you this sour, you want better IPAs. You yeah, like no, this. no, no, no. Sessional IPAs, um, yeah. Go and get them. I am slightly conscious of time. I know you've got a, a few things to run around and there's going to be a masterclass here soon. Um, so thank you so much, Miro, for, oh. for joining us. And I think we're going to get, get you back closer to Good Beer Week and uh, yeah, get, an, get an hour chat and, and really... And we'll help you sell some tickets. Oh, yeah, please. please. I'll just be up there spruiking. (laughs) So thank you so much for your time. Please, thank you. Appreciate it. Good idea. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We are with Ren Ren Blackman from Blackman's Brewery. How are you going? How did you get the name for the brewery? I'm joking. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's my last name. (laughs) So you're still pretty young on the scene. Yeah, 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 reasonably young, yeah. In, in terms of, I guess, your, your actual brewery, you've been brewing um, at True South prior to that for a for Yeah, a so I was at True South uh, about 18 months before uh, we started our brewery down in Torquay. Yep. 
Um, and yeah, we're about eight months old now. So. Cool. And how's how's the last eight months been for you? Pretty intense, but yeah, amazing as well. It's, it's a pretty exciting time to mm. start a new place and kind of have control over everything that's happening as well, which is pretty exciting. So, yeah. um, so, so Torquay's a little bit out from a, a couple of strong beer areas. How are the, are the locals finding what you're offering? Yeah, a bit of a mixture. So there's the sort of typical kind of people that aren't really into craft beer around, but there's a few of those are warming to it. Um, and then there's a lot of people out there that kind of are into the whole scene and are quite excited that we're there because they've kind of got a new offering, which is which is good. So um, it's good to hear that locals are excited because you know that's kind of opening a venue. You need locals to be yeah, there on a Tuesday yeah, night need, kind of a thing, right? Get behind it, yeah. Especially in winter down there, it gets pretty pretty cold and quiet. Yeah, in probably not many summer. tourists around. Yeah, yeah. Like I think summer there's like seventy five thousand people there or something. Wow. And the rest of the year there's fifteen thousand or something. Wow. So yeah. it's a huge bit of a difference. Yeah. Now we um, want to talk about Good Beer Week. While you're here, uh, you mentioned quickly before we're off, Mike. Um, you've got an event with Camden. Yeah, so we're going to do a bit of a lager and Asian street food celebration event. Oh, those things are great. Um, so we'll do two lagers. They'll do two lagers and we're going to do a collab beer together. So we're going to brew that uh, in the next couple of weeks, sort of via correspondence at, at my brewery. Mm-hmm. And then, so go back and forth with the brewers there. And then we'll release it at the event and then they'll also have it tapped they're going to have a bar at Gab's, so it'll be on tap oh, there cool. as well, which would be cool. Oh, so. excellent. Is it going to be like a uh, – who's bringing them over? Which distributor? I can't even remember. Is it going to be like Stone a – wood uh, thing. Oh, of course it is, isn't it? Yeah, so, so I, J- Jasper's going to come um, to the event as well. Oh, so cool. he'll be there, so we'll both be talking about our beers that night. Great. Um, and is it going to be at the brewery? At, at our brewery Great. in Torquay, yeah. So the first Saturday of Good Beer Week, yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Excellent. So, and it'll be Mitch from Beer Zines doing the five-course Asian street oh, food, fantastic. pairing with all the lagers, so it'll be pretty fun. Um, I reckon some of our WA listeners might be familiar with, with him. Um, he specialises in beer food stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, he makes things out of like hops and malt and throws it all in. Like he does hop mellows, um, heaps of amazing he, sort of I think things. he gave me some jerky. I'm pretty sure it was jerky that he yeah, gave he calls me. Yeah, he calls it berkey. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it was beer, beer jerky. It was so good. Um, and that, I think that's the only thing I've tried of his and everything else I've, I've heard about him. He's like, man, I really want to eat his food. Ah, he's good. Yeah, very um, good. And you know, oh, sorry. Go there's a connection there with... Uh, yeah, so I, I worked at The Monk uh, for about two and a half years um, and he was the chef at the time. Yep. So uh, when... Well, always been good mates ever since. When we kicked off in Torquay, got him to fly over. He did the menu for us, so mm-hmm. kind of got the food really right with the beers. And uh, he sort of opened for the first month and was there for that time and did the handover with the new chef that we got. And, yeah, it was really good. It made the kitchen sort of transition nice and smooth because mm, he's that's a great pretty idea, experienced. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just amazing having him. And I think um, for that kind of establishment, food's really important to get yeah. Oh, for sure. If the yeah. food if the food's no good, people – it Even doesn't matter how good, good the beer is. Match people well, people won't I mean. come back, yeah. I don't think. If it compliments, um, it's a great um, – Yeah, great no, and, and so far it's been pretty good. Like his menu's really nice and, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so is one of the lagers going to be your current lager? It is, so, so unfiltered lager. Yep. Um, potentially going to brew a India pale lager. Cool. Hopefully, if I have time. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we're going to – we haven't finalised what we're brewing together, uh, but it'll be something reasonably big, I think. Um, but just to kind of show what lager can be. I think a lot of people don't really get how amazing it can be and they've lost touch with what – well, from Australian lagers, have kind of tainted what lager actually is. So. Absolutely right. Yeah, I um, 
I like that you've got a the, the lager that I tried earlier, which is a really clean, smooth, um, but still really crisp lager, like a classic but beautiful lager. Um, I like that you're doing one of those before doing a, an India session or India pale lager, sorry, um, because it, it shows that you can do a really clean, lovely one and then step it up to a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is important. Like, you know, lager, a, a good lager is really good. Um, and I think you guys have nailed it with your, with your one. Oh, jeez. But it probably also shows the quality of the brewing because you can probably hide a bit with some hops and some malt if you if you do need to hide anything, whereas there's not many really places to hide. Yeah, no, it's pretty a pretty clean yeah. place to yeah. sort of throw stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm drinking a smoked porter right now from you guys. Um, I really like it, the smoky aroma, but it almost it's kind of colery on the on the taste, a little bit sweet, um, and finishes a little bit smoky as well at the back end. It's... Um, Yes, yeah, so, uh, t- tell us about that one. It's Smoky Porter, sorry, did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. So yeah. It's, yeah, Smoky Porter. Um, it's 6.4%, uh, 20% wire and smoke malt. Um, English Marisota is the base. Um, yeah, but it's just kind of a blend between that English-style porter and sort of the German sort of influence of throwing in the delicious Bamberg smoke malt mm. and kind of trying to balance it, yeah. So uh, definitely worked for me. Um, now, being in Torquay, are you packaging any beers at the moment? Yeah, so we're doing a, our unfiltered lager in bottles. Yep. Um, we're doing that at another brewery, um, just because we don't really have the space at the moment to do bottles. Uh, but everything else is just in keg. So. Cool. And can people find your beers in Melbourne or Yeah, around about. Yeah, so uh, Terminus had us on last week, which they'll probably have us on again soon, hopefully. Um, Tap House is rotating us occasionally. Um, uh, grape and Grain out in Moorabbin yep. have us in the bottles there um, that's my local that's oh, where I got it first yeah, off awesome so yeah. yeah and uh, yeah and then sort of out of Melbourne the sort of uh, the Mallow in Ballarat and um, the Farmer's Arms in Bendigo hmm. and then just lots of local spots around Torquay and Geelong which is so lo- local good. bars are sort of picking you guys up yeah it's good especially Torquay has been very receptive and everybody uh, everybody's into sort of local stuff down there I think so it's the uptake's been pretty good. How many good <coughs> pubs and bars are in Torquay? Oh, there'd, there'd be, it's probably four or five kind of drinking establishments uh, and then there's probably 15 to 20 restaurants. So yeah, it's okay. For a, for a small place, there's quite a few offerings in comparison. Because it is one of those like um, holiday sort yeah, of It's venues, a very touristy so, town, yeah. so that's why there's so many. So I'd imagine that once uh, you establish more of a presence uh, as a local brewery, you'd probably get... Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll become that whole doors, thing where yeah. Yeah, people visit and go, yeah, I've got to go to the brewery. Like, that'd be ideal if we could get that happening. Um, Fantastic. So what are people going to expect uh, from the future from you guys next year or so? Um, just hopefully, yeah, get our beer out there a lot more around, around Melbourne and start growing and um, we'll keep doing sort of every few months we're going to do a seasonal beer. We've got a new pale ale coming out because um, Rip Girl Pro's on in yep. about three weeks. Uh, so we've brewed just a pretty classic American-style pale ale called Bell's Pro Pale Ale. Um, Great idea. So yeah. hopefully that'll kind of work in conjunction with the contest when it's on. And um, it's no copyright issues with the... Well, hopefully it creates some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd, it'd be pretty funny if we yeah. got a bit of attention from it, but um, I don't think we will. I think it'll just... Hopefully locals will just enjoy it. And Do you surf as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I did used to surf quite a lot, but in the last sort of 12 months I haven't surfed very much, but hopefully... Been a bit busy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully soon I'll be able to get back out. 
Do you have any uh, Horizon plans to rebrew something of the kind of the Black India lager, uh, lager you made at Trisha? Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty good. That was pretty delicious. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I was really happy with that beer. So hopefully, um, yeah, maybe something along those lines will happen. Good news. Yeah, mm, mm. we have talked about that beer on the show before. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, awesome. really yeah. Liked it, yeah, no, no, I was really happy with how that turned out. Just a good example of a lager and how good it can be. Exactly, yeah. Um, And just the crispness and the lightness of that beer for mm. the pop flavour and everything it had going on. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Well, um, we'll let you get back and and pour some beers at the showcase. Uh, You have some important work to do out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you so much for your time and good luck. No worries. Enjoy good beer week. Thanks.